it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, the Eichel saga has ended, Sergachev's been suspended, and the World Juniors continue on as intended. Stay tuned. Bolts broadcast season three episode 11 Mike Mitchelson here and so is Chase Croshaw and Chase you absolutely love that intro I know you did oh I yeah I did the, the rhyme yeah we, we we came up with that one together and it, it was it was good you, you told me you had like, you're like what rhymes with um ended you know it's another word like that like what are you talking about and then brains from the idea and we came up with that and you know what it, it worked out it did it did and that's exactly what we're gonna be talking about obviously Jack Eichel he's been traded Awesome news. Can't wait to talk about that. Uh, Sir Gachev, he was suspended, like mentioned earlier on. And then we're going to be talking about the World Junior Championship schedule as that has recently been released. Uh, before we go into all the stuff we're going to be talking about today, we are recording on Friday. Had to record a little bit earlier. Uh, so we're going to miss one game, but it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Um, we're saying that now. That, that game is going to... It's gonna finish sixty to fifty four. Yeah, it's gonna be a huge game. It's it's gonna be sixty to fifty four. There's gonna be fourteen trades. Um, seven expansion teams joining like next week. It, we're gonna miss everything. And ninety six players get injured. Yes, all in the same game. Yes. Uh, but we had to record a little bit earlier, so uh, you won't have the most up to date news just in case anything comes out on Saturday or Sunday. But really, the big news that's gonna overtake this weekend. And the start of next week is Jack Eichel for sure. So no big worries on that. Um, we're also going to be talking Call of Duty. We are. Because uh, it recently came out. We're big gamers. If you guys aren't big gamers, no big deal. You can just skip forward like, I don't know, what, two, three minutes? Or we can just sway your opinions and you can become big gamers and, you know, maybe we see you in the Call of Duty lobbies. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I did get Call of Duty on our last episode. We weren't really sure what was going to happen. Uh, however, I've got a birthday coming up soon, so I was able to persuade the old family to just give me a birthday present right now, before yeah. the birthday. So I was able to play it night one with you, and that was last night. What were your first thoughts? I, I enjoyed it thus far. Um, you know, I've owned every Call of Duty game since Call of Duty 3, so I've been playing the series for a very long time. You are old. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah, I know I am. Um so I've been playing the Call of Duty series for a very long time, and 
really like coming to this game, it had been maybe six or seven games since I really truly enjoyed and wanted to like get on and play it. Even like Cold War last year and when Modern Warfare came out two years ago, when those games first came out, like Modern Warfare, I played it the first day and I didn't play it again for another month. Um, Cold War, I played a little more, but not a whole lot more. Whereas Call of Duty Vanguard now, I want to like, like, I've been thinking about playing the game all day. I want, I want to, I'm looking forward to playing it tonight. It's, um, it's the whole era that I love. I love World War II. It's very like, it, it's, it's different from the regular Call of Duty. So we have all, you know, got all these different size lobbies and stuff now. Um, the, the gun options is a pretty decent, you know, like range for free to, to choose from. There's a whole ton of, just a bunch of maps. I mean, they did a they did a pretty good job compared to the disappointment of the last few years at least. And thank gosh for the maps because Modern Warfare and Cold War both uh I don't remember how many maps Modern Warfare came out with. I think like 11 around that range. Cold War I know was only 8, but all of the maps sucked in those last two games. Uh Vanguard comes out with 16 6v6 maps and there's there's not one that I am absolutely in love with yet, but there's also not any that I absolutely despise yet. So I really like Subpen. Subpen is good. I, I played I it. Like I played it on Domination earlier. It's a little different. I played it. But. Yeah. So I played that certain time. I played it on TDM after you got off last night. Um, and I, it was a. I think it was a nine v nine TDM. Okay. And that was fun. Have you played Castle yet? I have not come across. Oh, uh, I yet. played Castle. It was good. Um. So, yeah, I, I think the overall consensus so far is we're having a lot of fun with the multiplayer. Uh, you're not going to be able to talk about these next two parts. At least I don't think so. Uh, I played Zombies and Campaign a little bit. Zombies, the first thing I have a huge gripe with is I jumped into a solo match, a solo offline match, right? And I paused the game when I had to go eat dinner. I come back, and it says... You're, you've been inactive too long and kicked me out of the game. That's brutal. Why am I getting kicked out of a solo game? Yeah, that's stupid. Like, it makes no sense. And I, I have to say, it's a little weird. It's very different. Instead of buying doors, you, like, go through portals and have to complete different things. So there's, I know, a transmitting thing where you have to, like, pick up stuff from the zombies and transmit it to a crystal. There's a basically just... Tons of zombies portal where you just have to survive. So it's weird. Uh, but I thought it was decent overall. I'd it's, give it another shot. It's a little annoying because um so it's Darongan is, is the name of it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um and that like it's so it's supposed to be like the beginning is, is what that's supposed to be mean. So I was hoping it was gonna be like um, you know, like like a nod to the Call of Duty World of War zombies and mm-hmm. like a lot more of that style because that was my my opinion, my favorite zombies game was that the just the original Call of Duty Five game. Um, so I was hoping it's gonna be a little more like that style. So hearing that's a little disappointing. Well, I do have to say the survival portal that I went into. I went into there was three different types of portals. I went into each one before I had to go get dinner, and then after I got kicked out of the lobby, so I couldn't do any more exploring. But the survival portal put me on Shinonuma. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So that was uh, pretty cool, pretty fun. And then when it comes to campaign, uh, I think we're both big campaign guys. Yeah. Uh, love the storytelling in it. This one is lacking. The first mission was very safe, very slow. Um, all of these uh, operators and multiplayer are the main characters in campaign so the first mission is like 
you're just trying to get to know who everyone is. It's so cluttered, and I wasn't a fan. Second one got better, but there was really, really dumb, like, situations that happened. I'm like, what is this storytelling? Like, it's so... One of the characters was in charge. You have the Nazis bunkered down with uh, MG42s or whatever, the big LMGs, and then open field, no cover whatsoever. And then the leader guy just goes, all right, let's charge. And you just go charging, and everyone is dropping next to you. You're like, what the hell is this? This is stupid. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Uh, Third mission, I will say, though, Really good. Uh, best mission by far. But I feel like overall the campaign, it's just starting too slow. And I don't think it's going to get to the top campaigns that we already have in Call of Duty. Gotcha. So 10 minutes of mission or so. What's that? 10 minutes of mission or so. You say how long it took you? It's about 10. Mm-hmm. It's usually about what Call of Duties are, about 10 minute missions. Yeah. The the third mission had a lot of like video in it, okay. which was cool. So that, that one probably took like... 2025 had a bunch of the cool cinematics yes okay but I, w- I would say generally you're probably looking at 10 to 15 minutes of actual gameplay okay that's not bad so yeah i mean good stuff so far on vanguard again it just came out midnight last night so we haven't been able to get too much into it but uh we're really enjoying it so far if you've played vanguard let us know what you think we'd love to hear your thoughts over at the bolts broadcast on twitter but let's now move on Jack Eichel trade. Finally. Finally happened. I mean, how many times have we talked about the Jack Eichel saga? Will Buffalo let him get his surgery? No, they will not. Will Jack Eichel get the surgery Buffalo wants? No, he's sticking firm. It finally happens. He is heading over to Las Vegas, coming back to Buffalo. Peyton Krebs, Alex Tuck, a future first-round draft pick and a future second-round draft pick. Uh, Those are both conditional and then Vegas, they're getting a third round back with Jack Eichel. Yeah, so the condition, um, if if a 2022 uh, first round pick is top 10, then it becomes a 2023 first and then also a 2024 second. So weird. Um, I mean, it very well could be top 10. Vegas is struggling right now. Eichel's yeah. not going to be playing for, him for the most part this year. So it very well could be. So uh, good that they put that stipulation in there. But I really think this isn't that like it's it's fine value, but like Alex talked to someone who he's more middle six, but he's like he's more he's just like a second liner because he's top of the middle six, but he's not quite top six either. Mm-hmm. And then Peyton Krebs is he's more of like a B plus to A minus type prospect for me. Someone who is going to be a very good top six forward. Maybe he can turn into that first line guy, but is he ever going to be a even close to a Jack Eichel level? No, like I, I, I can't see that happening. So really, they got to hit on these draft picks. Is what it comes down to, um, the first round pick, they they got to you know make do with what they got and really make the value worthwhile because Jack Eichel, even though he's been injured, um, and people try to say he's an overhyped player, which I guess you can say because he is underwhelming compared to expectations coming into the league. But he's also played on horrible rosters and has dealt with injuries. His analytics show that he's one of the league's better players, and I think he's bound to see an uptick once he can get healthy. And he's been under some really bad coaching. Yeah. Uh, I will say that I think it definitely looks better for Vegas when it comes to the actual trade, but at the same time, Buffalo had to get something. They had to do something because Eichel was so adamant he was not going to be coming back. He's done with Buffalo, and 
if they they got Peyton Krabs, Alex Tuck, and two picks, I mean, it is what it is. At yeah. least you're not getting nothing. So uh, I'm excited for Jack Eichel to get back on the ice. I know he said that after his surgery, he's planning for uh, about three months of rehab, and then he'll be back on the ice. We'll see how that pans out. I do not believe he has had his surgery yet. No, it's going to be coming up pretty quickly. If Vegas makes playoffs, he'll play this year. If they're on track and not make playoffs, he will not play this year. I will say to say that. And uh, before we move on from this, I don't know if you have anything else to say on this, but before we move on, it just it's, since it's kind of on Buffalo, which kind of reminded me, I, I pulled up on Twitter because I was getting ready to read a tweet you know, about our next coming news. And then I just I saw this video. I don't know if you saw it last night of Rasmus Dahlin. Um, they got an empty net goal scored on them. Puck is like kind of rolling on the goal line. So Darlene goes to just like slap it away out of anger in a slap shot and just fucking whiffs on the puck and just eats it. It's so funny. I yeah, I have not seen that. <laughs> I'm gonna turn it around right now and okay. so you can see it. Uh, I want him. I want him fall first. All right. All right. Live commentary here. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, and it's like face first. Yeah. That's great. It's so funny. Did you see the Vitaly Kraftsov goal? No, in the KHL? Oh, filthy. All right. Like, uh, it, it's, this is a great podcasting here, guys. Yeah, Sorry. You're going to have to look it up because it makes me think, like, why is this guy not on New York? Well, he's not on New York because they're shit at developing their... There's, oh, I lied. I did see this. I forgot this was Kravtsov. Ugh. Gross. Right? Gross. Oh, God. So gross. Yeah. So gross. So New York, they're struggling. Uh, Buffalo uh, watching their now top franchise guy without Jack Geigel just eat the ice. You got to love that. Oh, yeah. All right. Next up, Sergachev. He's been suspended uh, two games because of a hit on Mitch Marner. I I don't know if uh, I I mean I he was coming in at kind of a, a tough angle, but at the same time I felt like there was a little head movement with Mitch Marner there. I don't know. I get the call. I I, I get why he's suspended. You know, like you don't want these head hits, and you know you, you got to try to what you can to avoid them. But at the same time, I don't know if this is Tampa Bay bias or not, but. I feel like it wasn't necessarily an avoidable thing. It was just kind of the way the play fell. Marner kind of leaning in, and like it wasn't like a like a malicious type hit. Yeah, but I, I digress. Whatever it happened, Sergey have two game suspension. He's got a four forty eight grand in salary, or roughly seventy nine percent of a bitcoin. Um, I, that's just what the tweet says. So, so don't, don't don't roast me. But um, <laughs> yeah, so. We're going to be without him for, for, for a week here. We won't, we won't have an Ottawa game that we can't talk about. We won't have him um, next week and early on as well, which, you know, disappointing. But, like, shit happens. That, yeah. That's really all we can say at this point. Hopefully, I don't know what Marner's health status is. Hopefully, he's good. There's nothing, you know, worse going on with him. If there is, then, you know, prayers up. Hopefully, it gets better quickly. Absolutely. All right. Uh, speaking of Marner and Sergachev, got to go over that Maple Leafs lightning game. Unfortunately, it didn't go our way and ends our three-game win streak. However, it went to overtime. You know, we kept a close. I felt like it was just kind of a, a down game for Tampa aside from Vasilevsky. Yeah, he's been playing great. Um, really, that's about all there is in this game. It's Jack Campbell and Andrew Vasilevsky both played really well. The goaltending was strong. It's been a, 
been a disappointing start to the year for for the Lightning. You know, we've talked about it. it's just been a slow start. It's not like it's you know something just so horrendous. Oh my gosh, they look so bad. We're we're in trouble. You know, they're still sitting in third in the East. Like they're in a good spot. But five three and two, we you know we kind of we kind of expected better at, at this point. Um, going forward, you know, we got seventy two more games. So there's not you know too much concern to be had. But as you know, as long as the goaltending can be like it was with Vasilevsky going forward. Uh, if the plate in front of them can just kind of improve a little bit, get some more stability, um, guys stay healthy, guys, you know, stay on the ice, then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be right on the road. Yeah, and the next game we're going to preview is Tuesday between the Hurricanes and the Lightning. No reason to preview the Tampa-Ottawa game. That'll be over by the time you're hearing this. And I think this Carolina game is going to be good. We know the Hurricanes right now, they're on top of the world. They're still undefeated, 9-0-0 at this exact moment. Freddie Anderson playing great. I know they're at the top of many people's power rankings. So this can be a good game. It's at home. Is Tampa going to be able to upset the Hurricanes at this point? You know what? They just might. They just might. How about that for analysis? Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if Carolina has a game in between this one. I'm sure they do. It's, it's a pretty decent gap if they don't. So there's a chance that they end up losing their first game in that span, but if not, Tampa's one of the better you know teams to give them that chance at a first loss because it is one of the better teams in the league. So if Carolina's coming off of a loss, I think that Tampa's guaranteed to win. I think like I think Carolina's going to lose a couple in a row once they get their first loss. Ooh, um, not like a lot, just like 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 three, you know, like like two like two to three, and then they'll kind of recalibrate and then get back to like a normal type of pace and you know have ups and downs through the season like you always do. If uh, Carolina is still undefeated. It might be a different game. They could just, you know, be continuing hot and go on one of those hot streaks. Some teams start off this way sometimes. Uh, but I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna be on the side of our Tampa Lightning and pull for them and say that they will come out with this game regardless. And we need to make sure that we're firing on all cylinders. Yep. We talked about Freddie Anderson being the top goalie in the league right now. I mean, if we're just looking at team stats, as of right now, as of recording, the power play for Carolina is fourth. Their penalty kill is third. Their goals for per game is second. And their goals against per game is first. So they are firing on all cylinders. Top four in every single category. Where Tampa, our best category is faceoffs at 11th. Yeah, in case you can't figure that out, that averages out to best team in the league. Yes, um, obviously. Yeah. But surprisingly, they're not actually first in points because the Florida Panthers are 9-0-1 because they have an extra game. Yep. Which is crazy. East is better than the West again. Surprise. Not a surprise. (laughs) Uh, So, hey, hopefully it is a win for Tampa. But I think regardless, it's going to be a very entertaining one. Two teams that have a lot of very talented players on both sides. So it's going to be a good one. But for now, we're going to go to a quick commercial break on the other side of the commercial break. Going to be talking about some younger players doing some movement up and down from the NHL, and then also going to be talking about the World Junior Championships. NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. 
DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN. This week at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. If you have any betting needs, make sure to head over to DraftKings to get that done. All right, Chase, let's talk first about Seattle, the Kraken. They have an AHL affiliate, and it finally gets its name. Yeah, so we talked about it when it first got announced where it was going to be in Palm Springs, uh, California. Got to be such a sweet place to live, such a sweet place to play hockey. Right. You know, it's 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 nice weather. It's a good, like, touristy type of, like, resorty type of area. So, you know, if you're, like, an older player, you know, I, I was telling my dad literally earlier today, Two or three years ago, whenever it was, Matt Molson got sent down by the Sabres. Instead of going to Rochester, he said, can you send me to Ontario? My family lives in Ontario, California. So they say, sure, yeah. And they're, most of the time, they're going to give a benefit of the doubt to a veteran like that anyway because like, it's not like he's developing to get called up. He's just a Barry at that point. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if I'm a veteran player and I get sent down, I'm going to be like, send, you know, send me to Seattle's AHL affiliate yeah. in, in Palm Springs. That must be unreal. You know, I, I was going to say that until I heard the city name. Uh, yeah. Everything, everything I love about this team, except for the city name, the Firebirds, sick primary logo, sick alternate logo, but the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Why not just be Palm Springs Firebirds? That's perfectly fine. The Coachella Valley Firebirds. It's eight syllables. Well, we talked about this before going on the show. We did. It's obvious that the more syllables there are, the more success. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't like it. I'm not a Coachella guy. That, that's a big concert or a music festival? Well, something? yeah, Coachella is a music festival that goes on every year, but like, it's it's not like because of that. No, I think it so, is actually. So, I think it oh, is. So, oh, so Co- Coachella sponsors the city name. Well, I got a question. Does Coachella always happen in Coachella Valley? I don't know where the hell Coachella happens. Well, you're more versed with this stuff. You're the music guy. Yeah, but Coachella is all the music I don't listen to. Yeah, and okay, we're gonna find out where the hell Coachella happens. Coachella Valley Music Festival. An arts festival will begin on Friday, April fifteenth, and on April twenty fourth. In so um, wait, wait, what did you just say? The Coachella Valley Music Festival. Oh, but it says the locations are in Indio, California, which is probably like right next to Coachella Valley. Your mom's right next to Coachella Valley, so maybe they were like, "No, we're actually naming it off after the Coachella Valley Music Festival," That's which gross. would be dumb. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Regardless, we can ignore that and just admire the awesome logos and yep. hope that they don't botch the jerseys. I'm ready for the jerseys. I want to see them. I don't know what I want them to do. I don't know if I want it to be like a red or orange primary or if I want it to be like a blue primary because like that it has like so the dragon is red and orange. If you haven't seen it yet, we'll retweet it. I'll retweet it right now, actually. Um, well, it's not really a dragon. It's more of like well, yeah, a but phoenix, it's, yeah, a fire but bird. Like, like, yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. Rocks. The I mean. Firebird <laughs> is red and orange. Oh, a fire color. Shocker. You can figure that out. Um, and then the it's got like a the background's kind of like navy-ish, like a very like deep navy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're gonna um incorporate that navy into the color as well, or if that's if that's just to like show off the logo a little bit better. I don't know. But it, it's it's pretty cool. And 
you know, hopefully they do something with that alternate too, not just like have it there because I love it. Yeah. I, I think it's really cool. I think that the alternate is like perfect for a patch, a shoulder patch. Oh, yeah. Because those are sweet looking. They're sick. Uh, I don't I, I don't think it would necessarily be a great like center crest piece for I a think, jersey. I think it could look, so you know, um like Florida's jerseys that has like the, the, you know, it's like the big stripe in the middle of the two little stripes on each side of it. Yeah. If they did like a third jersey with that like type of design and through that, like right where that is, I think that would look good. Yeah, maybe. I'd have to see it. Yeah, you, you can you can start working on it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm real good at that stuff. <laughs> but uh, really cool for Seattle. Happy that they have a name and a logo. The logo sweet. Uh, the name could use some working on, but that's not going to be the case. Let's not talk about some young players, some rookies. Uh, starting off with San Jose's William Eklund. Yeah, so he gets the boot. Um, he, he's getting sent back to Sweden, which like. I understand, but I don't at the same time. I understand why they're doing it. He is going to retain a year on his ELC. He's going to go over to Sweden. He's going to hopefully get some good minutes in Jerry Gardens produce. And next year, he'll be a full-time NHL or be ready to go. But at the same time, he's probably been one of San Jose's, if not San Jose's best player. He's driven a lot of offense for that team on a team that's not very good. Um, it would have been nice to see him around, give him the opportunities to continue to succeed. To succeed. You know, Jonathan Dolan was over there playing really well as a young rookie. Eklund was getting those opportunities. But, you know, they, they don't want to just keep him around and burn years of his contract when they're not a, a productive team. So I, I understand it. He'll go back over to Sweden, play pretty well, go play um, in the World Juniors, captain the team probably, and then next year he'll be a full-time NHLer. Yeah, I, I really like w- William Eklund, and uh, he didn't have as much success with San Jose. He didn't really produce to the highest level to warrant him staying in the league, so to get some more conditioning over to Sweden, you know, perfectly cool. Uh, next up, Cole Sillinger. He's staying with Columbus. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if he officially burned his um, ELC yet, but I saw that he at least played in the ninth game and that they were going to keep him around, so he, it means he technically made it, which is surprising, to, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I did not see this coming. I thought, I thought Cole Sillinger was a, a good prospect, someone that – Two years of junior, really refine his game a little bit. He's he's a great natural goal scorer, but if he can refine it a little more, then he'll he'll benefit in the long run. But no, he just he proved me wrong. Proved that he's ready to go now. I know it's because Columbus is a little bit weaker up front too, in yeah. a different system. He probably does not continue to be on the team. Probably doesn't make it in the first place. But kudos to him for taking advantage of that opportunity. They're going to rely on him, you know, going forward this year and then down the road. Hopefully, he continues to develop and becomes the player that they hope he can. Yeah, and was was it Cole Sillinger or was it Mason McTavish who scored on their very first uh, shot in the league? I want to say it was McTavish. Okay, but Sillinger, he's performing well, so he's got his first goal already, so that's really cool for him. And currently through nine games, he's got three goals, two assists, five points. So Yeah, and, and that, that's that's worthy of staying up in the NHL, of right. course. And like he's playing solid minutes. He's not playing an overwhelming amount of minutes, but, you know, he, he's – He'll, he'll have nice where he'll have 13, 14, 15. He's been in the 17s. He's had single digits once or twice. But, like, for the most part, he's, you know, proven that he's he's worthy of being in the lineup. For sure. All right, let's now talk about a retirement. Uh, it feels like this guy's been on a league for, like, five years. But, hey, it's official. He's finally retired. Yeah, Tampa Bay Lightning legend Marion Gabrick officially calls it quits. Um, you know, he – I don't know if, if he was actually injured or what – or if he was just, like – not good enough to play anymore, and they just LTIR'd him and excused an injury. Who, who in the hell? Who the hell knows? But Marion Gabrick, you know, 
his career just kind of ended abruptly. He got traded to the Lightning last year, just kind of sitting in LTIR, not doing anything. He was Good. a hell of a hockey player in his career. He was one of one of the best players in the league pretty much the whole time. Played over a thousand games, a thousand thirty-five. Got eight hundred fifteen points, four hundred seven goals, four hundred eight assists. That's a pretty crazy ratio. He he was an awesome player, very fun to watch, electric. You know when he gets on the breakaways with this blazing speed. When he got taken out um, on the breakaway by whoever it was, um, was it Dominic Hoshkat? I don't I don't remember, but he got taken out on a breakaway. Um, you know he, he has he had a memorable career full of lots of highlights. Uh, we wish him best of luck, whatever he does going forward. And I just stumbled across an article on zone coverage by Tony Abbott, who says only cruel fate kept Marion Gabrick from becoming a Hall of Famer. Basically saying. On track to becoming a Hall of Famer, but the injuries kept him from that. Okay. Think that's the case? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, he's probably not going to be a Hall of Famer. And like, I, I didn't know for sure if the injuries like what actually ended his career there. But, like, it, you know, it, it, it makes sense. I know he was, at the end of his career, kind of, you know, getting beaten up a little more. Yeah. Um, but was he going to be an NHL or a Hall of Famer? Maybe. Like, it wasn't impossible. He scored at a pretty good rate. He was getting a lot of goals. If he could have broken 500 probably would have been but you know being at that 407 mark is probably still a little too low i think for sure is um time with columbus go down in history right the rick nash trade yeah real good oh no, yeah i i actually love playing marion gabrick uh with the columbus team back in nhl 13 so he always goes down in my heart because of that, that i was would, just- i would always draft nathan mckinnon and jonathan druin and i would have Nathan McKinnon, Jonathan Drew, and Marion Gabrick all on the same line. It was filthy. I remember how big of a deal it was when like that, like that trade happened, yeah. and he like played um, that same day when he got traded. I remember like he got down to Columbus and played the same day, like on the trade deadline. Like, I remember that everyone's going crazy. How cool story was just 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 something random about him. But yeah, Absolute Gabrick was stud. awesome. Yeah, Absolute stud. All right, let's look at the World Junior Championship schedule. Uh, hey, we love World Juniors, especially coming off of a huge victory for the U.S. last year over Canada in that gold medal game. Uh, let's talk about some games that we see here on the schedule that we're interested in. Uh, the first game, or the first uh, day of games, you got Russia versus Sweden. That could be a decent one. Yeah, um, you know, that, that one should be a good game. Czech Republic, Canada, U.S., Slovakia, Finland, Germany, the other ones, those should be, like, fine, nothing unreal. But, you know, Russia, Sweden will be the one I, I really tune into. Absolutely. And then uh, I'm looking for – we got Sweden, U.S. on the 29th, um, Canada versus Finland on the 31st, as well as U.S. and Russia on the 31st as well. So that's really going to be the day that you want to watch. And then as we get into January, that's when we start taking a look at – quarterfinals, semifinals, and the championship rounds or the medal rounds. Yeah, I'll, I'll for sure be watching this game on New Year's Eve. I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm a, we, we went to John's last year, New Year's, or at least yeah. I did. I don't remember if you were or not. I was, yeah. And we, we missed, Um, what was the, was it USA-Russia? Was, was that the game? We missed a USA Might game. And we're, I'm not missing this time around. Not happening. No, I'm watching I'm watching that game. I'm, I'm watching Canada from the USA Russia. I don't care if I go to someone's place. I'm still watching it. Um, because that that's a whole slate of games that I do want to watch. Even Germany, Austria, is the battle of those little nations. The the, the their neighbors, you know, yeah. speak the same language. Like that should even be a good game too. Yeah, nine thirty for the U.S. Freaking Western game. Canada. Yeah, uh, happening in Edmonton, Red Deer. So should be a, a fun World Juniors yet again. Uh, really excited to start talking about it more. But we're gonna be waiting. Until we get, you know, full rosters and everything like that yep. coming up. But uh, that's a sneak peek for you guys. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our main topics. Let's now move on over to 
hockey name of the day. Ooh, we've got a, uh, what is it? Alliteration? Alliteration. There we go. Yes. I was hoping you could figure it out, but you couldn't. Nope. Uh, Lavio Langenegger. Nailed it. I nailed that. Levio. No, it's Levio. Levio. It's not Langenegger. It's not L-E-A-V-I-O. Levio Langenegger is a Swiss-born forward. He plays in the Swiss League. Uh, he, he just got loaned down to the second league, actually. But, yeah, plays in the Swiss League, you know, six games in the top league, no points this year. Uh, just kind of a, a whatever player, you know, played a little bit internationally, nothing too crazy. Just just a guy. Alliteration saves him. Yes, absolutely. Like Mitchelson, Chase Krasha. All the best names have alliteration. In they really do, don't they? They do. All right, let's end it. All right, so I always want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon, support us over there. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. All right, I follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. It's WMP Sports Pod. That we get all the content you need between those three platforms right there. Uh, go to thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in there right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Check the blogs out while you're at it. Wherever listening, if you raise five stars, send us questions, comments, concerns, we really appreciate it. Wherever you do, do not forget to use code THPN to be sent for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.